Good morning and welcome to Faith FM's breakfast show. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 or 88 FM depending on where you are in this gorgeous country of Australia. This is maybe or maybe not Wednesday the 20th of June, mm. depends, because this is actually the delayed broadcast introduction. That's it. Yeah, so we had recorded this live on the 20th of June. And, uh, but it gets aired a little bit later in the week mm. or maybe next week. We're not quite sure when it gets aired, but we do know, dear listener, that if you would like to jump across the live show, the live breakfast show with Mon and Taryn. Taryn's sitting right next yes, to me now. I'm here. You can do that. Uh, it's very easy to do. Just go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream. Or you can download the TuneIn app. Uh, it's, da- it's totally free to download. I mean, there is a, a, a costly version, but you didn't get the free yeah, version. Yeah, just skip Why would that. you pay when you don't have to yeah. pay? And then when you're in there, you can search for Faith FM Australia and then once again, just press play. Now, it's actually really great to be on the live uh, show because, you know, throughout the show, we, we do a quiz and mm. we tell people to go check out our Instagram story. And, you know, if you're not on the same day as us, well, then... You, you might be seeing whole new Instagram yeah. stories that you have no idea what's going on with. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> the clues she's reading out do not match the clues on the Instagram yeah. page. But uh, feel free, by the way, if you go to our Instagram page to answer the quiz. Um, our Instagram handle is faithfmlive, all lowercase, all one word. Mm. Uh, also, you know, on the live program, we talk about the current current news events. We talk about current yeah. stories. We talk about the current weather. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a free giveaway at the end of the show. You know, if you're on the live show, you usually get snapped up uh, by someone else. So do, listen to the late broadcast. It's still a great program. That's right. But it's not as good as the live show. Yeah. Yeah. Come on across and join us for the live show. Much better. Yeah, that's it. But hey, Taryn, tell me what you're grateful for this morning. Mon, I am grateful for the rain and oh, serious? taking naps during the day in it. <laughs> <laughs> rain is really good to sleep too. So good. You know, when it's hot, it, you, like I just find napping in the heat just, mm. I mean. It's oppressive. It's it just, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. But it gives me a headache. napping when it's raining mm-hmm. outside and you just mm-hmm. hear the rain on the tin roof and and you're oh. just going to sleep. Do you have a tin roof where you live? Um, oh, I I actually don't remember. <laughs> I, th- I think we do. I think so. I like I, I like sleeping remember. to rain so much that I actually have a rain recording on my phone. Oh, and sometimes beautiful. I'll just put it on next to my bed and listen to yeah like recorded rain yeah <laughs> well if you can't have the real thing you may as well <laughs> have this something <laughs> yeah it's, although yesterday it did rain a little bit too much for me uh-huh. and i'm getting stuck at home uh with shell and i shell our producer and i we, we were hanging out at my place wanted to go to the gym but it rained all day and we had a flat tire oh, we, we kept being like oh we'll, we'll walk in the break there was never a long enough break yeah. in the rain oh. it was like get caught in the rain or just stay home and we kind of lazed around yeah and, yeah that was funny because like my last night my friends um also like there was a gym class that I wanted to go to and I tried to get my friends to come along with me but uh-huh. they were being lazy as well <laughs> and so like we were just lying in bed um, because I have an electric blanket in my bed and so like my friends all jumped in my bed with me <laughs> so we were all just lying in bed one of my friends Slumber was party. crocheting and Yay. like I was just like chilling we were talking it was a great time but then I was like okay girls like we need to go to the gym now yeah. and um, they were like oh, but I'm so tired I just want to sleep I don't want to go to the 
gym. Combination and of rain and heat blanket. Yeah, that's right. So I was like, well, I'm going to the gym. And they're like, well, if you go to the gym, I'll make you, we'll make you dinner. I was like, well, that's a good plan. Anyway, I came home. There was no dinner ready for oh. me at home. They only just started making it. And they were making lasagna. So it didn't get finished until like 11 o'clock at night. By that point, I was long in bed. So yeah, well, do you know what? I'm going to the gym right after this show. In fact, I've already got my gym pants on, which is what I'm grateful for this morning. Yeah. I've got my Wonder Woman pants on. Check them out. I've already put up a picture on our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram. Stick around. We've got a great show for you. Whatever God shines light on me, open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up in the darkest night, then I know everything's gonna be alright. In deep confusion, in great despair, when I reach out for Him. He is there When I am lonely As I can be Then I know that God shines His light on me
your feet back, put your feet back on higher ground, put your feet back. Welcome back. How zany was that, that song? That was really funky, hey. Bopping and zipping. <laughs> I loved yeah, it. I yeah, it. you just wanted to click along. Shell, our <laughs> producer, is a real music lover, so we, we often have great tunes when she's uh, running the running the show back there. Yeah. Hey, um, by the way, mm. our quiz today. Our quiz today. Oh, tell us all about it, Taryn. It's a what am I quiz. Oh, okay. And it's kind of weird, Mon. Oh, ooh. But, like, I like it because it's challenging. Like, I just wouldn't have thought that... The answer is the answer, if you get what I mean. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give the clue. And uh, if you think you know what it is, I doubt you'll know what it is from this first one because I had no idea. But um, yeah, keep in mind that it's a what am I question today. Yeah, okay. So it's not a person. It's not a number. It's a what am I. It's not a place. Not a place. Not so a book of the Bible. Get ready for it. I'm ready, Freddie. Okay. The first clue is Solomon tested himself with this to find out what is good, but proved to be meaningless. I'm sorry, can you read that again? Mm-hmm. So, I'll read it again just for you, Mon. Thanks. Solomon tested himself with this to find out what is good, but proved to be meaningless. What is this? It's like, it's a little bit like weird. Hey, yeah, it's kind of like a riddle. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of riddly. Yeah. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah. If you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. That's 1-800-324-843. You can text us 0491-064-669. Message us on Facebook, Faith FM Australia or Instagram, Faith FM Live or tweet at us or jump on our website and send us an email. If you get it right, of course, we will send you the prize. Yeah. Very intrigued to hear what the next clue is going to be. So if yeah. A little less riddly. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going down the riddle rabbit hole If today. you like riddles, you'll love these clues. <laughs> so check them out on Instagram too. We'll put it up before we see the next clue on the radio. Awesome. Yeah. So Mon. Yeah. Do you remember those floods back in May in Hobart? I do. My family lives in Tasmania. So. Oh, really? Yeah, my How parents, d- my brother. Were they affected? Uh no, because I live about an hour and a half, two hours okay. south of Hobart in a yeah. town called Jeeveston. Okay. So, but my brother does drive through Hobart to get to his school. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. He got stuck. <laughs> wow. He drove, wow. He drives, drives an hour and a half. He actually drives all the way to Launceston. For school every yeah. day? No, not, he drives up there like on a Monday and then stays oh. overnight until a Wednesday and then comes home. Okay. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very proud of my big brother. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, there you go. So, this, what happened was in Hobart, um, back in May, there were all of these floods and they were quite devastating. Like, yeah, the effects of it really were, were horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people were left, you know, just their homes were destroyed. And anyway, there was this this boy. He was given a homework challenge. His name is Oliver. He was given a homework challenge from school to come up with a way to help his community after the floods in May. Okay. Because his school wanted to help out in a tangible way, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, what he did, he's only 10. He created this idea called Free on a Tree. Free on a tree. Free on a tree. It kind of sounds, sounds really cool. Cute already. I know. Yeah, it I'm does. already liking where this is going. So what happened was he created this free on a tree, which meant that um, people donated coats to him and to his school. So like jackets and coats and all of that sort of stuff, warm things. Um, and what he would do is he would leave these donated coats and whatever else on trees in public spaces around the city with a sticker on it that says, "If you need it, it's yours." Oh, how cool wow. is that? Yeah, I love that. And do you know what? Like, 
I actually, the thing that I really love about that story is the teacher, like the teacher's initiative to get the kids involved in a current community, like, occurrence is, yeah. is great. Instead of just doing like, you know, let's do some paper mache, you know, having them involved, I think, I was thinking this the other day, I was thinking, you know, because oftentimes people who are getting older, they say, oh, the younger generations, they're so selfish. Yeah. And now that yeah. I'm a bit older, I'm like, oh my goodness, the millennials, like and the ones after them are so selfish. Yeah. But then I was really, do you know what? Selfish, selflessness yeah. is something you have to teach. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't come naturally. Yeah. You look at little kids playing and of course they always want to grab and have everything themselves. You have to teach them how to be selfless. Mm. Selfishness is something that, you, that can be taught against. And I think stuff like this is exactly it, how yeah. it needs to be done. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, I think, I remember being, I remember being that age and thinking to myself like I, I would never have any idea how I could possibly have helped flood victims yeah. at all but having a teacher like guide you and tell you mm. that you absolutely can no matter what age you are which yeah. is so true yeah. I think that's wonderful Yeah, I think both the boy and the teacher should be commended yeah that's it and like because there were so many people without homes and they were just camping at yeah. the showgrounds and that sort of oh, thing yeah. so like it was really practical way uh-huh. for this uh-huh. kid to help his community and um and for the like the communities that weren't so affected by the floods to help out those who were as well. So it got everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like a and I, like because I know that sometimes like receiving help in those times yeah. is quite humbling. Yeah, it's quite a humbling mm-hmm. experience. It absolutely is. But just like leaving them around the place, it isn't a hey, I'm coming to you because I know that you need help. It's mm-hmm. a like you know they kind of found the coats and were able to use them. Mm, like, yeah. Yeah. So and I also like that they, they just did it because I think oftentimes mm. when there is a disaster or, or some sort of, you know, uh, a horrible occurrence happens, uh, people are often like, oh, I'm not sure that I should, you know, turn up and help. Like, you know, what's the protocol? What's the, you know, because Australia in particular is so full of red tape, it's not funny. Oh, exactly. I think, and and I, I do think that after a certain extent, protocol and red tape, prevents humanity definitely and i think do you know what if something's happened in your area just turn up yeah even if you're not sure yeah when you when you get there you'll find out so yeah. if there's people at a showgrounds tenting because they couldn't you know because they couldn't get to their houses yeah just pack a box full of stuff go and show up the worst yeah. that could happen is someone some staff i don't know how it works either some mm. staff could say hey we've got it under control thank you but go home yeah exactly. at least you've tried exactly you just never know yeah yeah so right. just show up i think i love a great that story. Yeah. yeah so i yeah i just think that that was an awesome good news story for today that yeah. inspired inspired me and I think can inspire all of us to Absolutely. just do something to Absolutely. help out our communities. That's really funny because yesterday, just last night, I put an Instagram up on my personal Instagram account mm. and it said, um, you know, if speaking kindly to plants can help them grow, imagine what speaking kindly to humans can do. Wow. So, yeah. So, and not just speaking kindly, but doing kindly. Yeah. So, yeah. What else That's have you got? Awesome. I'm loving these good news well, stories. Well, there's another story um, from – sorry – you know how there's like, we were talking about plastic the other day, about how plastic's ruining yes. the environment. Yes. The other thing that's ruining the environment is all of like the fumes and the CO2 and that sort of stuff by cars, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you go into big cities and how it's just completely like, you know, how it just gets, it's full of smog yeah. and yeah, yeah. smoke mm-hmm. and it's just disgusting. Well, there's an organization in Mexico City Ooh. that's making their city into a better place, one concrete pillar at a time. 
Concrete pillar? Concrete pillar. Concrete so, pillar. you know how on the main highways they have like concrete pillars for like um the overpasses and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, instead of like just having them as concrete pillars, they're yeah. making like they're covering those pillars in plants. That's an epic idea. Yeah. I so love it. They're growing all of these trees. And, well, not necessarily trees, but like plants and yeah. vines and all of Those that sort of that stuff. Grow that grow Exactly. They uh-huh. grow up around the concrete pillar uh-huh. to clean the air. That's great. How good is that? And it would also make it so much more aesthetically pleasing if uh-huh. all the pillars were green. So Via Verde is a project that is working to convert at least 1,000 grey highway pillars into vertical gardens that can smoke, soak up pollution and smog. So the gardens are also an initiative way of, or sorry, an innovative way of beautifying yes the urban spaces and absorbing the co2 the heat and the city noise as Uh well um so the greenery has been shown to relieve symptoms of stress and anxiety in city residents and the structural material is used to make the gardens are constructed entirely out of recycled plastic so like you know how you have to um put like different stuff yeah. on mm-hmm. there like you know create mm-hmm. some sort of yeah, yeah to yeah, hold yeah. the plants up the and to in. put some soil in and that mm-hmm. sort of thing so not only are they putting like plants around these concrete pillars they're actually using recycled plastic i wonder i wonder though if they're if they're in like designing a way that the plant you know although it hangs you know in this plastic from mm. the from the pillar that doesn't actually touch the pillar because i would have thought that like i'm pretty sure that they have maintenance people who make sure that creepy vine stuff don't go up the pillars in the first place because don't plants eventually like break down and, and erode like the pla- like the the pillars like i would have thought that yeah. would have been an issue like you see like buildings that are covered in vines and yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. but you know underneath it all like they're, they're creating rotten and damaging so yeah. i wonder how they combat i'm that. not sure how they're doing that i've but always thought if i was like the mayor of australia <laughs> i would paint all the freeways different colors to make them oh, prettier but please. i love this where it like combines you how know live plants and yeah. anti-pollution this is great hey listener if you have any ideas how we can combat you know pollution in our city or maybe deal with a disaster give us a call what 800 Faith FM. We love to hear from our listeners. We love to hear your ideas. Speaking of people we'd love to hear from, we're going to have a surprise guest coming up next in my new segment. Stay tuned. This is Hills and Valleys by Taryn Wells. I've walked among the shadows. You wiped my tears away. And I felt the And I've seen the brighter days And I've prayed prayers to heaven From my lowest place And I have held your blessings God, you give and take away No matter what I have, your grace is enough And no matter where I am I'm standing in your love On the mountains I Set me there in the valley. I will lift my eyes to the one who sees me there when I'm standing on the mountain. I didn't get there on my own when I'm walking through the valley. I know I am not alone. Your God of the hills and valleys, hills and valleys, God of the hills and valleys, and I.
out of the hills and valleys And I am not alone That was a beautiful song. Yeah, I, I love that, that song. I think I mispronounced the name though. I think it was like Torin Wells. And yeah. I was like Taryn Wells because, you know, you're sitting here and it's I'm distracting here. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome back to Faith FM Breakfast Show. Taryn. Yes. Tell us about the new quiz clue. Okie dokie. So remember, it's a what am I quiz. Mm-hmm. The first one was kind of a riddle. The next one's not that much better. So this clue is Proverbs twenty one seventeen tells us that the person who loves this will become poor. Ooh. Interesting. Give us a call poor? if you think you know. Something that makes you poor. Okay. I want to talk about something that's really big in the news right now. Okay. I'm ready and for I'm it. I'm sure everyone has heard about this and I've actually got guess who on the phone with us to talk about it. I don't know. Lyle! What? Lyle? How's it going, Lyle? Hey, guys. Oh, it's <laughs> so good to hear your voice, Lyle. Oh, man. I've been missing you guys so much. Oh, bless. <laughs> How's the Americas? Yes, great. Yes, fantastic. Um Nice weather, of course. Uh, summertime over here, enjoying the sun. Oh, that sounds um, Yeah, how, how, how are you enjoying the uh, freezing winter back there? It, we're freezing, yeah. It's freezing. Yeah. It's freezing. We have to have all the heaters on all the time. It's nice and toasty in the studio, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little too toasty for me. I'm sitting here in, like, my sweats and stuff. But hey, Lyle, I'm I'm really pl- yeah. I'm really pleased that you're over there and that you actually managed to go over there with a valid visa to get into the country. Because as it turns out, entering the Americas, well, entering America, the United States of America, without a valid visa is really uh, become a lot worse. I mean, we've all heard about this on the news lately, and the reason I wanted to get you on to discuss it is because just before you left for America, you did make. Um, uh, a, a bit of a claim, and I just want to check it out. <coughs> check it with you now. So, as I'm sure most of our listeners know, so um, Trump has now made uh, illegal immigrants entering the states uh, criminals. So, we've changed the law; they're now criminals if they if they illegally enter. And as per American law, if you're a criminal, your children get taken away from you. So, immigrants that enter illegal immigrants are entering. Their children are being ripped away from them. There's all these horrific images um, coming up, uh, appearing out of this. Just small two-year-old children just screaming and crying because, you know, their mothers and their fathers are gone. There's been a couple of thousand where they've actually lost the, the, the connection. It's like the stolen generation all over again. They don't know who the parents are anymore. They've lost, like, they've just gotten lost in translation. They've lost the, the I don't know, they lose the paperwork or something. And... Um, and there's detention centers that are now full of like thousands of children, just children. Nobody knows where their parents are. Um, this is in my in my in my eyes. This is what I would call a, a catastrophe. And um, and so many people are coming forward and saying Donald Trump has gone too far this time. Like this is the death knell. He's gone too far from both his party and the opposing party from like all sides. Everyone's coming forward. And like the Obamas have spoken out against this and saying he's gone too far. I just want to know because the other week, Lyle, you said that evangelical Christians are so into Donald Trump because of the prosperity gospel that they will follow him wherever he goes. Do you think they still will agree with with him now? Yeah, it's a really interesting question you've asked. And, of course, I've had the opportunity being here to you know, talk to the average um, American on the street, so to speak. And, uh, and sort of get a feel for, you know, what, what people are actually thinking about what is taking place. And particularly this, this issue right here, 
as soon as I've raised it, they've looked at me and they've gone, well, the law is exactly the same in your country. No different in your country than our country. So what are you talking about? Is it really? Yeah. Well, mate. Well, and, and, okay, so now I need to clarify that because when they came back with that, it sort of took me by surprise and I'm like, ah, what, really? But if you think about this, Mon. Yeah. And Mon, I want to talk to you because Taryn, your microphone isn't so good and I'm not picking, I'm not picking up uh, um, your voices clearly. That's okay. Um, but if you think about this, let's say that, let's say that you have a child. Uh-huh. And then let's say that you do a criminal act and you are arrested mm-hmm. and there is, you know, no family or whatever to take care of your child, then, of course, your child is taken away. Your child does not go to prison with you. Your child then goes into foster care or becomes a ward of the state or the government is there to look after it. And so, you know, the big difference that we have between Australia and the United States is that our illegal immigrants are asylum seekers. Whereas people coming over from Mexico, they're not asylum seekers. If they're seeking asylum from the Mexican government, that's because... They need to be extradited back to Mexico for whatever criminal thing that they did, and so these are not asylum seekers. They, they're, you know, they've broken the law, so by definition they're a criminal, and criminals don't have their children go to jail with them. So this is this is the uh, this is this is what has really caused the tragedy, you know, because I don't think they've really thought through, you know, what's happening when people are coming from Mexico because you know typically here. In the United States, if somebody does a criminal act, there's usually family to take care of the children. But Whereas, of course, in this situation, there's no family, and so and, and the state isn't set up to deal with the volume, and so I've created this uh, this really difficult situation. But yeah, it's been interesting to talk to people, and they're like, well, you know, that the criminals, and you don't take a criminal doesn't get to take their children to uh, to jail with them. But isn't that a gross generalisation to say that every single Mexican trying to cross the border is a criminal who broke the law in their own country, who is now breaking the law by illegally trying to enter another country and will continue to break laws if they ever get into another country? You know, Donald Trump, he was quoted as yeah, saying maybe, immigrants maybe, uh, cause yeah, death and destruction. Because maybe you misunderstood. Um, they are not saying, people are not saying that they are moving to the United States because they're criminals. What they're saying is that they become a criminal when they illegally enter. It's a criminal act to illegally enter, and so therefore they become a criminal um, by illegally entering the United States. But I, don't, I just don't think that that could. I don't think that makes a person a criminal. Like I don't understand why they had to change the law to up the up the like the the naughtiness rate of entering the country. I do. I do to some degree believe that you know we're all humans. We're all citizens of the planet. Who is it that gets to decide whether or not we, you know we can or can't go over there or can or can't go over here? It's like someone made an imaginary border. And said, do you know what? It's illegal for you to walk over this plot of land. And it's like, do you know what? God created this land. God created me. Why can't I just walk wherever I want to walk? And then another sure. thing that I want to discuss with you, because our time is running out. I, um, I watched a press conference where they cited the Bible as, their, as their, the reason why they were, A, allowed to separate families, and B, that they were allowed to enforce whatever law they created. Which to me is crazy. It means yeah. they can create any old law and then use the Bible say, oh, but it says we're allowed to enforce our laws. But they could create a law that goes against biblical, biblical reason. Sure. And the Bible does support the rule of law. There's no question about that. But the Bible supports the rule of law when the law is unmoral. 
And so this is the real question that needs to be looked at, you know, because you can't just make blanket laws and say, well, the Bible supports the rule of law, therefore we can make any laws that we want. Um, no, the Bible doesn't support that. Um, and, and we need to be very clear about that. The, the, uh, the, the other thing that's been very interesting is, as I've investigated this, having been here um, in the United States, is that they haven't actually changed the law. This is a law that was brought in by Bill Clinton, um, who was obviously a left-wing Democrat. It's just never been enforced before. Mm-hmm. And so what the, the, the argument that they're coming back with is, what is the point in having a country if you don't have borders? You know, there's no point in having a country where, you know, you must, you know, the, the United North America, um, you know, Canada, Mexico, everybody all together with no borders. You know, if you're going to have a country, then you may as well have, you, you've, you've got to have borders, and there's no point in having borders if there's just, you know, mm-hmm. free flow backwards and forwards across those borders. And so this is the, this is the argument that I've been hearing on the street, and Really, to be honest, there's been very, very little sympathy. Okay. What is going on in Mexico that so many people are leaving to go find a better life? It makes them sound like it makes it sound like Mexico is some sort of, you know, horrific third world war torn country that people need to get out. By the way, Lyle, we only have about thirty seconds left. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and this is a question, of course. Um, you know, we do understand that these are um, economic immigrants. Mm-hmm. And uh, the United States has the you know the sovereign you know privilege of being able to choose um, who they want to uh, immigrate into their into their country, and, and, and once again, this is the argument that's being put forward. So, yes, yeah, basically to answer your question, I don't see um, Trump's reputation being hurt just talking to you know, the average person on the street here. So he's still he's, he's like Teflon Trump, I think I might start calling him. Just keeps stuff just keeps sliding <laughs> Teflon off. Teflon Trump, once again, does your head in, doesn't it? Uh, thanks so much, Lyle, for weighing in on this. I think we might have to talk about it more when you get back because I've got a few more questions for you, but we are out of time. If you, dear listener, have a question or have an opinion about this atrocity, give us a call. One eight hundred Faith FM is the number to call. This is Chris Rice. Far away stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross Someday for a crown Oh, the old rugged cross So despised by the world Has a wondrous attraction for me For the dear Lamb of God Left His glory above To bear it to dark Calvary So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down 
To the old rugged cross I will ever be true Its shame and reproach gladly bear Then he'll call me someday to my home far away Where his glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down
through the gloom and point me to the skies. Thy morning breaks and earthly shadows flee. In life and death, Lord, abide with me. In life and death, Lord, abide with me. Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You're on The Breakfast Show this morning. We are going to be hearing a little bit more from Lyle in just a second because we have him conducting our interview with Melissa Barrett. This is a pre-recorded interview. We did this back at Big Camp in April. Uh, so we're going to be listening to uh, Lyle interviewing Melissa Barrett. I'd love to tell you more, but I actually have no idea whatsoever. But um, let me give you another clue just before we kick off for our quiz. This is a what am I quiz. And the next clue is the widow who lives for this is dead while she lives. If you know the answer, give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM. In the meantime, enjoy our interview. We'll be back after the eight o'clock news with our Encounter with God Bible study, looking at Armageddon and Babylon. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. And I have Melissa Burrett joining me here in the studio today. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you very much. Now, Melissa, we wanted to – I've been hearing amazing things over in the Connections tent, and I should say that uh, this is a – we're doing a recorded session here, Mm. and so this is – this is playing after Big Camp, but it's recorded at Big Camp, just yep. in case you're wondering, like, how long does Big Camp go for? No, Big <laughs> Camp is over by the time this goes to air. But I grabbed the opportunity while Melissa mm. was here to bring her into the studio and to record this piece. And uh, I just must say that um, everybody is talking about what is happening over in Connections Tent with the music, and you're the person in charge, is that right? <laughs> oh, praise God. It, look, I, I am the worship leader over in the Connections Tent, and we are having an incredible time. And what a team you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Musicians, singers and yep. so forth. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so if you missed it out this year, if, if, if you didn't miss it, you will know what we're talking about. And if you did, then you need to be back next year. Come to Big Camp next year. Okay, so Melissa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Whereabouts do you come from? Yep, so I am, well, my, my church where I currently reside is Kingscliff Church. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. So we live around that local area. Okay, I don't like you anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> part of the world. And you know Some what? people get it lucky, don't they? That's it. And I'm the type of person, we live there and we enjoy it day in and day out. Oh, well done. You're well welcome. done. Congratulations. <laughs> so many people live in beautiful places and they never really enjoy it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I never go to the beach. I never do this. But you actually use it. We do. We've got four precious children mm-hmm. and the beach is the most beautiful fun free entertainment you could ever have that's the thing eh? it will never cost you anything yeah. it's the yeah. best how old are your kids 10 6 4 and our baby just turned one yesterday so you're a busy person then. yeah worship leader and mum and anything else yeah <laughs> medical sonographer and business owner <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i am in awe all of a sudden <laughs> oh yeah Okay, so tell us about, uh, all right, whereabouts did you grow up then? Yep, so born in Melbourne. So mm-hmm. my parents are Croatians and they migrated over in there about 15, 16 when they were teens. And yep. as a lot of the migrants did back in those days, it was Melbourne that yep. they all came to. Mm-hmm. So born and bred there. Then we moved to Adelaide. My dad was a minister. Peter Stojanovic is his name. Yep. So he was a minister. We spent some time in Melbourne, then Adelaide, then Brisbane, 
and then the Gold Coast. So what would you call home? Gold Coast, for Gold sure, Coast. 100%. <laughs> yeah, because you love the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Now, um, as a young person, okay, you can see you're growing up in a home that is… Uh, I love that you just called me a young person. That was awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as a young person and, and, and then, you know, you've grown up in a home that's a Christian home. You've grown up as a PK. Yeah. Oh, one of those dread- were, you, were you one of those dreadful PKs? Look, or were, you, or, were you, or, were you, or were you not? On the spectrum. Yeah, okay, okay. So Melissa, the, is, Melissa is on the spectrum, right? This, on, this is, you said that, not me. No, I said on the spectrum <laughs> of PK kids, I wouldn't find myself on either end of that, maybe somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, yeah. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay, so, so for the most part, you're a pretty good kid yeah. and on occasions you got up to mischief. Look, a bit, it was tricky. It's, it's, it was tricky. Dad's, you know, dad's not around, and you'd, you'd often hear people talk about how amazing a pastor he is, and a, you know, and yep. how well he delivers the word. And you'd sort of sit and go, "Huh, I'd love him to do that with me at home." Yep, <laughs> is how that felt a little bit. Yep, um, and very often growing up in the churches, you know, you'd have. Some so as, as a pastor, you're just, just, just massively challenging me right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. I mean, it's all – and Dad and I have so, – you know, we, I had those hard conversations with Dad at 18, yeah. you know, very much said that. You know, people yeah. tell me how awesome you are at doing Bible studies. I'd love you to do one with me. Mm. You know, and so we – you know, he's, he is amazing, a total man of God and very mm, much mm, a mm. lead by example. But that was my experience, just feeling like I felt like other people would tell me how awesome he is and I would believe them. You yep. know, but he, yeah, he is awesome and he's great, and we've we're all sorted now. No, yeah, no God. issues there. Yeah, um, yeah, and probably the expectation. You know, I remember Sabbath school teachers going, "Name commandment number five and blah, and you know, and I was like five, thinking, um, yep. and you know, so and probably something you knew, and you go instantly blank as soon as they expect you to know what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but look, I was certainly never, and I never left the church. I've never had this, you know big season of running around and figuring life outside of church and then coming back. That's not been my experience, sure. but absolutely have I had awakenings and experiences with Jesus that transitioned from I'm just someone who's being told the word of God and told the truth to living and experiencing it for myself. Can you share some of that? Yeah, probably the largest one, um, the greatest one that's had the most profound influence is in our church, in our Kingscliff community. We, in what year are we in? 2018. So it was yep. last year, 2017. We lost a giant in our church by the man of yes. a name called David North. Mm-hmm. And that happened so abruptly for our entire community. And I think the death of David made me while I kind of feel like I salvation was sorted, okay, I you know believe in Jesus, believe He died, believe He's coming back, believe that He loves me, sure, kind of sorted, and then got on with my life. Yep. When David North died, it was so obvious how big his impact was outside of himself in his life, yep. which is why his loss was so great, and that really made me look at myself and go, Melissa, if you took your last breath tonight and didn't wake up as has just happened with David. Yeah, yeah. How big is your impact for God outside of yourself? Sure. 
and it just it triggered everything and and really made me reevaluate everything a whole group of us in the ch- in the church did a David North challenge where we purposefully spent an hour in the word of god a day mm-hmm. for a month um, and for a good portion of us, we've just kept on going. Yeah, praise God. Yeah. What a fantastic recommendation. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening in, and uh, why don't you join in on the David North yeah. Challenge as well? Absolutely. Uh, think about you know the impact that your life is having right now and how many people have been affected and you know how can you increase that, that, that with your walk with God. So. And, and that has been what's blown me away is when we live like that, we just can be so much more useful to God for the benefit of others. Yes. And that's the bit. Yes, I have grown in enormous amount of knowledge by spending time. in. And as a mum of four kids who runs a company and is a music leader at Kingscliff Church. And okay. <laughs> yeah. and, spend a, and spends an, an hour with God every day. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, and you just uh, launched yourself into the uh, category of supermum right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, that looks different. You know, that yeah. the, the David North challenge, you know, was very specifically an hour in the Word a day. I would say I spend an hour with God per day sure. now. And that's a lot more fluid now. But we're, we're nine, ten months on. Yep. Um, but I've just loved seeing how by growing in God, you grow in the usability. <laughs> you know, you, you just grow in your ability to be a vessel that can just drop little seeds here and there for God to yield a beautiful harvest. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Now, you're a, you're a worship leader. How long have, have you always been into music? I've always, you know, can you imagine? I've been the pastor's kid who can sing. Oh, wow. So, you yeah, know, okay. you're, uh-huh. you're put on the stage pretty yeah. frequently in church. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes, I would say I've always been able to sing. Um, but my ability to worship, that's grown. That's grown right. as my relationship with God has grown. Yeah. And that's very separate to my ability to sing. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay, so, so just, just unpack that a little bit for me then when you talk about your ability to worship and to lead in worship mm. as compared to just singing. What's the difference between those two? Just I feel like I have such... Um, I just want to be at his feet. Mm-hmm. And and you you need to have an understanding of who God is and what he's done to truly be able to worship. And growing up, I had knowledge of God. I knew Jesus loved me. He died for me. He's coming back. I could recite the Ten yes. Commandments. Did you hear that in church every week? Yeah. Including I knew the that. fifth one. I knew that. Did somebody <laughs> ask you that in church? That's right. That's right. I could quote I can we can recite them if you like. But it I was actually, I felt like often when I was singing, those things were separate. Mm -hmm. I I can't explain it. I had a knowledge that was separate to what I'm doing at the time. And now everything. Yes. Now everything in life is integrated for his glory, whether it's singing or whether it's how I mother, whether it's a conversation I have as I'm standing in line to buy nappies for my baby. I just. Or, or in your, or working in your business. Yeah, or running the company. Absolutely, and I just, and it's that time, day, day in, day out, being his vessel, and that's what music is for me now. I'm just a vessel. Sure. I'm just a vessel for him, and that's not how it felt before, although it might have sounded similar. Yeah, that makes that absolutely makes sense. Um, tell me quickly about your business. 
Yeah, so I work for a group of I, – I didn't go looking for a business. I'm not so much of a superwoman that I thought, hey, i got four kids on my plate and I'm a sonographer. Why don't I add business <laughs> to my list? I'm getting bored right <laughs> yeah. now. I, I don't have enough to do. No, I, I did have a doctor um, seek me out and ask me to scan specifically for him and his team. Yep. So we work um, – with venous disease. So back in the day, the, you know, the only way to manage severe venous disease was um, stripping surgeries, massive surgeries mm-hmm. under vascular surgeons. We have far more medical alternatives now. And really simply venous disease is? So varicose veins or, yep. um, you know, issues with legs as a result of veins sure. and or arterial disease. So yep. that that's all we do now. I used to do everything from babies to hips, knees, shoulders. You know, I used to do all the general in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now that I've started the company, it's for a group of doctors managing varicose veins is probably what most sure. people. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, fantastic. And uh, how, much of, how much of your day does that take up? <laughs> how much of my day? Yeah, I'm just sort of, I'm just trying to, I'm just thinking of all this, all this. Look, ruin. by God's goodness, I will say my goal and intention is to spend less and less time doing my business yeah. and more and more time being where I need, what I need, how I need to be for him. Absolutely. Um, I'm so glad <laughs> to hear somebody who has a balanced view to it because there's so many people out there like, oh, I've got a business and I've got to drive this business and I've got to make money from this business. And I'm, you know, Whereas you're just like, I just want to be with God, I yeah. want to be with my family. Yeah. And uh, and you've got that as your priority. And I yeah, think that's so I've, I do have a couple of staff. I've got some other sonographers and my hope and intention is that the business can kind of do its thing and free me up just yep. to keep being a vessel. Yeah, fantastic. Now, the uh, the team that you've got here at – you've got some very talented people here yes, as part of the team we do. this week. Um, how did you pull this team together? So David Asherick, who's our senior pastor at Kingscliff Church, he was the one who – so he's the head of the Connections 10 yeah, full stop. Sure. Um, he's the one who had the clear vision. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, been doing this tent for four years now. And it's always good, yeah. you know. It's yep. there's always oh, it was amazing good last beauty. Year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he was very much like, I I want it different, you know. So I don't. Let's take out the keyboard and let's take out the drums and let's go for. I mean, these are his words. So you can Americanize them and put all your inflections <laughs> and excitement. Because he is an in. American. For yeah. those who are wondering, correct? Um, American pastor. You know, it's let's let's make it organic and just bluesy and just you know really raw and organic and bluesy rootsy style music so that was his vision and i'm looking at him going uh-huh all right let's so let's is this, do is this, that is this your style look i truly mean it when i say i enjoy a truckload of music styles i Love would that. so yep. it, absolutely it's a style i can enjoy yep um but, I mean, a style like that requires excellency in musicianship. A style mm-hmm. like that is, is quite hard it, to bring it, it, together. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So when he told me, P.S. I've got Joshua Cunningham, I went, tick, yes. great, sorted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got Josh Cunningham coming in here, of course, uh, Josh Cunningham from the, uh, from the band The Waifs. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's, he's playing here as a part of your team and he's coming in for an interview on awesome. Friday. So Awesome. Yeah, great guy. Just a godly guy just um, and talent. Yeah. Amazing yeah. talent. And just humble and genuine yeah. and honest. And I guess that's how our team feels. Like even as we were rehearsing leading into Connections, um, 
you you could just genuinely feel the heart and mind of each person was the desire to glorify his name yeah. and we you know we were willing to put the work in we were willing to do the rehearsals let's try this this isn't working let's you know we were willing to put the work in but it was always submitted to god and we've been doing that day in day out yep. And that allows him to richly bless. Praise God. You know, I've always, I've often looked at these tenses, you know, okay, this one's going to be Hillsong and this one's going to be Gaither. And, yeah. and, and now we have something different. <laughs> Praise God. And you know what? This year we were super purposeful in going. I don't want to give it a label. Yeah. We're going to go no, for an organic, rootsy feel. Let's figure out what songs fit into that well. Yes. I wasn't interested where they, I mean, it's just so, I mean, a good percentage of them are, are our old school songs, a good percentage of hymns and, you know, because they fit into that because feel. They fit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for your ministry and your passion and your walk with God and sharing it all with us here on Faith FM. It's been wonderful having you as a part of the show. Awesome. Thanks, Lyle. And stay tuned. We've got more great programming coming up right after this. Awake, awake, oh captive daughter, put on your garments of splendor. Free yourself from the chains around your neck. Shake off your dust, clothe yourself in strength. Arise, arise, O glorious sun, and walk no more in the shadow. The Lord, your maker, has called you by name. Lift up your head, clothe yourself in strength. 